This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. We're talking to Jason George. Our listeners are going to know that he is Dr. Ben Warren on Gray's Anatomy. I know we're going to be talking about your Prizio campaign, and I'm getting to that. But first, Shonda Rhimes last season really gave you some really meaty material to work with. How was that? It was pretty fantastic. I got to tell you, I mean, I've been I've been hanging around the show for a few years now, but uh, I've always been a series regular on other shows and, and just a, a recurring guest star on Grey's. And this season, the, you know, the stars finally lined up and I was able to join regularly. And so Shonda, Shonda threw me a fastball and said, you got to knock this one out of the park. And so I did my best uh, and we had a really good time. It was a, a crazy season. So can we expect that the craziness will continue into uh, what this is going to be season 13 coming up or season 12? I lose count. Uh, this is season 13 coming up, which is amazing. It's uh, it, it's it's incredible the show's run this long. But I get it because I was a fan of the show before I was ever on it. So, yes, the, the craziness will most definitely continue. They, uh, You know, it's like the writers went, you know, decided they were going to try and make a statement. And uh, in, in every way, they were trying to make sure that people knew this show was not done. So, you know, I mean, we had Denzel Washington directed. You know, he directed an episode that, I, honestly, I think Ellen Pompeo should win, a, win an Emmy for, that she was fantastic in. And then... uh. Debbie Allen was directing me in the, the you know, in the finale episode where I got put through the ringer, and it's uh, it's been a really good season. Some fantastic stories getting told. How would you characterize the relationship between your character and and your character's wife, the little oh, Nazi Miranda? I mean, that's a, talk about a power struggle of a marriage with two very strong personalities. But that's what I love about it. I love that she's an incredibly powerful woman. Because if you're going to, I mean, I, you know, I'm, look, I'm, I'm like that in real life. I'm like, I don't want to have a wife who's just going to do what I tell her to do. I want, I want an equal. I want somebody who gives as good as she gets. And, uh, and together we'll, we'll make something stronger than some of our parts. And so it's, it's, I love the, their relationship, that it's a deeply, deeply loving relationship. They inspire each other. He went back to school to become a surgeon because he was inspired by her. But, uh, but he, you know, they also don't. They also don't let each other get away with garbage, you know. So if he doesn't think he's wrong, he's not backing down. And uh, I'm that kind of husband, too, but, you know, which, which makes my wife crazy half the time. But, you know, <laughs> but I'm very quick to tell her when she's right. And I think so is Ben. You know? That's amazing and wonderful. So the reason we're talking to you today is because you have an opportunity for one lucky person to enjoy a hashtag J-G-I-T, the Jason George Incredible Thursday. What is that? <laughs> Yeah, see, see, see what we did there? See, it's a play on the, 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 the TGIT. See how we did that? Um, I love that, too. It's uh, If you go to prizeo.com slash Jason, that's P-R-I-Z-E-O dot com slash Jason, you can donate money to a great organization uh, that I'm working with, uh, MASK, the Multiracial Americans of Southern California. And the money all goes to creating these great programs that are all about helping people from different cultures peacefully coexist. Uh, it's all about reconciling cultural differences amongst people of different cultures. Uh, and we need a lot more of that today. I mean, you know, there's so many issues that you see in the news where people are not peacefully coexisting in our country uh, because of, you know, what they believe in or who they love or what have you. And, uh, but the prize, so, so it's all for a good cause. But the other thing is that if you win, you win a free trip to Los Angeles to hang out with me on one incredible Thursday, and I'll take you around L.A. Uh, I probably will have to take you by work. Because, you know, a brother got to earn a dollar. So if you're going to be out in Los Angeles, you might have to come to work with me. And wouldn't that suck if you happen to be a fan of Grey's Anatomy? Um, and then uh, it all finishes up that night at a uh, private party in the winner's honor where we're going to 
uh, watch the premieres of the Thursday night shows, and we're going to live tweet them and put it out on social media. So you'll be the envy of millions of people on social media because we'll be taking selfies and uh, throwing out live streams of us at a party watching the shows while everybody else is sitting at, the, at home watching it. I saw your appeal when you talked about having this winner hang out with your friends. You're talking about the cast of the show, right? And you're talking about a set visit, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we're, uh, we, we're talking about you're going to roll roll through uh, the set with me, and you're going to hang out, uh, and then we'll do the party, and, and, and I'm going to get a bunch of the cast to come through. How did you get involved with this organization, MASK, the Multiracial Americans of Southern California? You know, it was, it was interesting because uh, we, we had mutual friends in, in contact, and uh, my wife is East Indian, so uh, somebody was telling me about it because it's just kind of where I live, and, you know, it's what we're trying to do in this documentary is kind of my life story where people are from different cultures and a connection's made and the rest of the family is kind of like looking at each other saying, I don't know what this means. And you start to realize that there are differences, but there are also so much similarities inside of those. Like when I watch, you know, my mother's from Louisiana. So when she's cooking, I'll look at how she has to cook for, you know, dozens of people. Cause that's how you cook gumbo. That's how you cook all the, you know, all the stuff in Louisiana. But then I look at my mother-in-law and when she's cooking, uh, Indian food, it's, you know, she she can't cook for less than 20 people. Like, she's always cooking massive amounts. It's like they, uh, there's so many similarities in how, within cultures, even though they're different. And when you start to see those, it stops being the, those other people. And suddenly it becomes a lot easier to, you start to appreciate the differences as opposed to seeing them as some kind of threat uh, of some kind. And uh, and I, I think that's what we need to see more of in America. So it was uh, it kind of came out of a natural progression out of my own personal life. And tell me a little bit more about this documentary you're working on. Yeah, if people go to meltingpotproject.org, meltingpotproject.org, uh, you can find out more about the documentary. Basically, we're collecting stories of people who've ever been in a relationship, ever dated somebody who's of a different race or ethnicity, from a different religion, or from a different country. We're trying to find out, you know, when it went well, you know, what made it work? What made, if your families were able to overcome the cultural divides, what can we as an American society learn from that about how we can better deal with each other when we're from different cultures, how we can more peacefully coexist? And when they didn't work well, when those relationships didn't end well, what were the problems and what were those pitfalls? And how do we, what can we learn about how to avoid, what, you know, let's not communicate that way. You know what I mean? So that's what the documentary is about. And we're, go to meltingpotproject.org. It'll direct you to the uh, the prizeo.com campaign so you can still donate and still try and get your chances to win and come hang out with me. But it's also a place where we can collect stories. So if you've ever dated anybody from a different race or ethnicity, a different religion, or from a different country, go to that website and tell us your story. We, uh, we're looking to collect videos. We're looking to collect those people, and they might end up in the documentary. Uh, we're going to have a lot of people in the documentary, some people that you might know. I've, I've had uh, friends of mine who are... Oscar winners say that they want to be involved. I've had friends who won Pulitzer Prizes say they want to be involved. So it's going to be a really interesting, pretty dope documentary. Uh, and then also on the website, uh, Loving Day just happened this past June 12th. Anybody who doesn't know, Loving Day is a celebration of uh, the June 12th, 1967 Supreme Court case, Loving versus Virginia, where Richard and Mildred Loving won the right to stay married. It was illegal in the state for them to be married because he was Caucasian and she was African-American and Native American. Uh, prior to that, uh, prior to their Supreme Court case, it was illegal in most states for people of different races to get married. So uh, every June 12th now, it's become an unofficial day of celebration. There's a big movie coming out with uh, Michael Shannon and Joel Edgerton and Ruth Nega. A lot of Oscar buzz at Cannes. 
uh, about this movie called Loving, and it's about the Loving family. So we're trying to get, we have a petition uh, trying to get the White House to make Loving Day an officially observed uh, day. So uh, you know, if you if you go to the website meltingpotproject.org, you can also get directed to the uh, online petition to help make Loving Day a real day to just celebrate the fact that you get to marry who you want to, and uh, and no, nobody can tell you that you can't. It's exactly as Lin-Manuel Miranda said during the Tonys this week, love is love is love. Love is love is love. That's the bottom line, you know, and it started, it started with the Supreme Court case, but it comes up today. But you know what? It's, it's, and we all know that there's so you know, look, the state of Alabama in 2000 voted to formally remove from their law books any language banning interracial marriage. They said, let's have a vote on that. Even We know it's been unconstitutional for decades, but let's actually just pull the language out of there because it's still technically on the books. 40% of the people at the time in 2000 still voted to keep it. Um, so we can change laws, but changing hearts and minds goes a lot slower. You know, love is love is love. And when you finally meet people, you realize different is not scary. Different is not better or worse. It's just different. You can appreciate the differences, you know. Yeah. Who doesn't like to go get Chinese food or Indian food every once in a while? Something different, right? Absolutely. We're talking to actor Jason George. He plays Dr. Ben Warren on Grey's Anatomy. Jason, how important is it for for you as an actor in your activism to be able to work to change hearts and minds through the work that you do as well as through your activism? You know what? It's kind of a point. Uh, you know, I mean, when you get when you become an actor, it's like there, there's two pieces of acting. I think there's a selfish part, which is whenever I play somebody else, I learn things about myself. I learn what I'm capable of, uh, and my my world gets bigger. Uh, my heart gets bigger. But when uh, but the stories that we tell, you know, shape help shape people's vision of the world because we know what we see. So if every week you watch Grey's Anatomy and you see women being powerful doctors you know that that's a possibility. You know that you can be the chief of surgery if you're a young woman. Uh, when you see that that chief of surgery is a, is a woman and she's a person of color, that becomes a real possibility for you. When you see that your president is an African-American male, you know that that's a possibility. So it's, it, it, it's, you know, it's about showing you know, when you, the t- stories we tell as performers help shape uh, the world and what we, possi- what, what we see is a possible vision for that world. So it's the whole point. And the fact that you actually, you know, a little bit of fame comes with it. You know, it's nice getting a better table at a restaurant every once in a while, but the reality is the only benefit to it all for me is that I can speak passionately about the things that I think matter in the world. Jason, let us know one more time how people can register to be in this contest to perhaps get to come to L.A., hang out with you on the set, and call attention to uh, this very, very important cause. Yeah, I'm, 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 I promise a good time. I promise a good time. You, uh, you go to prizeo.com slash Jason, P-R-I-Z-E-O dot com slash Jason, if you just want to donate. The more you donate, the more chances you get. So, and there's prizes along the way. So uh, at like $100, you can, you can get a, you know, I'll, I'll send you signed, signed headshots and that sort of thing. At a certain level, uh, you'll get a Skype call from me. So there are certain levels that even if you didn't donate, uh, even if you didn't win the big prize, you can guarantee yourself certain prizes, like a Skype call from me and some of my friends. I'll do it from set. So some of the cast will be on the, on the Skype call with me. Uh, that's if you want to donate. And if you want to help tell us your stories, uh, you can go to meltingpotproject.org. It's meltingpotproject.org. And it'll direct you to the Prizeo campaign so you can donate. And it'll also be a place where you can tell us your stories if you've ever been in a relationship with somebody from a different race or ethnicity, from a different religion, or from a different country. Jason George, we will be 
in this contest and tuned in to see you as Dr. Ben Warren when Grey's Anatomy returns this fall. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk now a little bit about the other members of our family, you know, our pets. Do you know that Americans will spend more than $60 billion this year on their pets, and yet there are so many adorable little dogs and cats and animals that just want a loving and caring home. We've got a guest in studio today to talk to us about the work that the Georgia SPCA is doing and about a big event that's coming up where you can help take care of Again, some of the least among us, our four-footed friends. Our guest is Jane Lombatis, and she is with the Georgia SPCA. And first of all, you had to school me, so let's go ahead and school the rest of the audience. We see the commercials, we see the letters, Jane, but I don't know that everybody knows what SPCA stands for. It stands for Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And the Georgia organization and the national organization share parts of the same name, but I guess not all of the same dollars. Exactly. We... We do the, much, the best that we can in the state of Georgia. Um, mostly it's in the Gwinnett County area, but we do go to surrounding areas. But the ASPCA, we are not affiliated with, and a lot of people get confused and think we are. Okay. Now there's uh, an event coming up on the 26th of June, which is really why you're here to talk to us. What do you have going on? Well, it's actually it's the 25th of June, and it's um, called Decades, Party of the Century. And Atlanta Classic Cars has um, so kindly offered to sponsor the event for us. We've got um, music from the last uh, decade, uh, uh, different music, different food and drinks, vintage cars. Uh, People can come dressed in their favorite attire from their favorite decade. Um, in a wonderful silent auction, and all of the money uh, benefits the shelter. So this truly is a party with a purpose. It absolutely is, yes. It's, so, it's our annual gala. And yes. talk to us about some of the work that the Georgia SPCA does. Well, I mean, our main mission is to um, one day see no more homeless cats and dogs. Um, we want to work to put ourselves out of business, really. Um we, we do adoptions, we do low-cost spay-neuter, we do low-cost vaccines, we educate the public. Um, it's just really important to us that, that people understand that we're, we're what they call a no-kill shelter. And what that means is we do not euthanize for space. Um, so if it's a healthy, adoptable dog, we will keep that, or cat, we will keep that animal until we find it a home. How'd you get involved with the group? Um, I started about seven years ago uh, just as a volunteer. And, um, you know, after about a year of volunteering, I started working on fundraisers. And then I, um, they asked me to join the board. So I did that. And then I was just going to step in temporarily when our director left. And that was a year and a half ago. <laughs> so I'm still here. Um, so it, it's just, uh, it's a wonderful organization and the, the volunteers, the staff, the donors, I mean, I, I can't tell you, um, because of them, we still exist. And I can tell just from spending this little bit of time with you that you have a tremendous love and passion for animals. What have you got at your house? I have got 14 animals at my house. 14? My yes. goodness. I was expecting a handful. No. Not, okay. <laughs> tell us about the kids. I have two horses. I have, um, four five cats. I have, I think, four dogs right now. 
Uh, there's a couple more. We have a friend staying with us, and she has a couple of pets. So um, we have a house full, and every one of them, with the exception of the horses, are rescues. Wow. So you see something wandering on the street, and if you can't find its natural home, it may just find a home with you? That's exactly right. Yes. Yes. I'm what they call a foster failure. I can't foster pets because I can't give them back. <laughs> so I just keep them. So they don't ask me to foster anymore. But I guess that is also one of the services that the organization provides, finding homes temporarily for, well, for yes. pets that need permanent ones. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if we, we need fosters to step up and help us, we only have so much room at the shelter, and there's there's way more need than we can ever possibly fulfill. So um, when we pull from animal control, it if we didn't have fosters to take these animals and hold them for us until we had room or until they're ready to be adopted out, uh, we couldn't continue with our mission. So what is the capacity at your shelter? Uh, we have probably 12 large dog kennels and probably 15 to 20 small uh, for puppies, kennels. Uh, we also have an ISO area where we, we always take the animals when we get them, when we quarantine them for two weeks to make sure there's no illness. Um, but that's it. Um, and our fosters, uh, they're, they're essential to what we do. How does somebody become a foster family for a pet that needs a home? Um, really, all, all they have to do is go to our website online, georgiaspca.org, and they can download the information. They can fill out a foster application, um, and that's pretty much it. So what kind of questions do you ask? Because you want to make sure that you're putting this pet even temporarily in a safe place. Yeah, well, we like to know what their past experience with, with pets have been, um, you know, what, what type of animals they've had, what type of problems they've had, what happened to the animal, um, you know, we do a home check to make sure that um, they're in a safe environment. So somebody actually goes and physically looks at the place to make sure that it's going to be, as yes. you said, a safe environment? Yes, we do. And when somebody fosters, about how long does the pet stay with the family? Well, I mean, because uh, we know they're not you. You're the foster failure because they come and stay with yeah. you permanently. <laughs> we have a lot of foster failures. Um, they they generally stay until the puppy or the kitten gets makes weight, that we call it, so they can go be spayed or neutered. Um it depends, you know, how old they are when they get there, but usually about eight weeks for a puppy or a kitten. And sometimes some of our some of our fosters have, have dogs for a lot longer because they might have heartworms or some other sort of um, illness that, that we've got to have corrected before we can put them on the adoption floor. Talk to us, Jane, about the importance of a family wanting to have a pet and getting a pet from a shelter such as yours as opposed to going to a retail location to to get an animal well the first thing a lot of people don't understand is we get a whole lot of purebred pets really surrendered from owners who um, got them at a retail situation and you know when you buy from a pet store um, these animals have come from something called puppy mills they're horrible places um, they're, they're, they're dirty. The animals are not well cared for. Uh, so many of them are illegal. They don't have a license to even do this. So a lot of people will buy these animals and then it, you know, it's not what they can handle and they give it to us. So you can come to the SPCA and find all kinds of animals. Um, uh, so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is we work really hard with our, uh, adopters, uh, potential adopters, to make them understand when you take a dog or cat from us, it is a lifetime commitment. It is not something you take 
while the kids are in school and then when they go to college you give it back it is not something that um you have as your your fur child until you have your own child and then you bring it back Um, we counsel people and make them understand if you're going to take an animal from us we expect this to be a lifetime commitment now it doesn't always work out and i understand that Um, sometimes there's health issues or some other reason Um, so we do always try if if possible to take our animals back when someone's adopted from us but again, you are adopting a member of your family. And oh, the big absolutely. difference between a pet and a child, of course, is that the pet, over the course of the lifetime, still can't feed itself or take itself to the bathroom like a, a kid eventually grows. So it's a major commitment. Yes, it is. And we try to, sometimes people will come in um, and you can see that they have a small child. So we kind of don't encourage them at that time because really it's not the best time for them to bring in a puppy because that's bringing in another baby into the household so you know our we want to get the dogs and cats adopted but we want it to go to the right home so we often say maybe maybe you should wait till your child's a little bit older and do they and then you find that they come back you've been volunteering for a number of years with the show uh, yes yeah, i mean sometimes people do and sometimes they don't sometimes they they just feel like they can handle it but so many times people will bring the dog back and say it jumped on the baby it scratched the baby well and and they're going to do that and we will tell people up front please understand this is a puppy it is going to chew it is going to jump on your child it is it is going to probably destroy your shoes but this is what you're getting this is what puppies do so understand that and if you're not ready for that let's look at another dog you know an adult dog we're talking to Jane Lombatis, Lombatis, and we're talking about this great work that they're doing at the Georgia SPCA, and especially about their big gala that's coming up on Saturday, June 25th, starting at 6.30. You've got great support from Atlanta Classic Cards. This cars, this is the venue where the gala is going to be, right? Yes, it actually is. It's going to actually be on one of their um, decks uh, in between two um two car lots and it's going to be fabulous i mean the decor is all going to be like each area will be a will be a different uh decade it'll represent a different decade um the food will will represent different decades the music um there'll be there'll be professional dancers actually they're showing us how to do the dances from from each era um and they will have their classic cars from their classic mercedes cars from each era as well so how far back are we going? We're going back to the 40s, the 50s? I think we'll probably go back to the uh, 20s. Oh, to the Royal. Oh, yeah. so we have some flapper. And you can come dressed in your decade, as you said, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going as. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. those dresses. That's so awesome. every you can, you can come however you want. If you want to come in 80s or 70s or 60s or 50s, whatever you're comfortable in. So tell me about the tickets. How much does it cost to get in? We know um, the money benefit's a terrific cause. Yes, the tickets are $75. And... Um, with the exception of of uh, the food and uh, the drinks, the rest goes to the shelter every bit. Outstanding. And how do people get tickets to come to the event? They can go to georgiaspca.org and um, see the link, and they can just buy them right online and pick them up at Will Call the night of the event. I take it you're promising a great night of fun. Oh, absolutely. We've got a wonderful DJ. Uh, He's done other events for us. He keeps everybody moving. He plays great music. Um, We have some terrific silent auction items. Um, Lots of dancing, lots of good times. And the website, again, for people to get the information and to buy those tickets. Because you want to buy the tickets online ahead of time. It would help to know how many folks are coming, I guess. Absolutely, yes. Um, It's georgiaspca.org. 
All right, Jane Lombardis, thanks so much. Have a great event. Look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, my handle is Condo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.